The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. CBS Sports NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm hosting today. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesdays with Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, ball. Tuesday. What's up? Gotta love it. You know, uh, dudes, you might, you would, you probably don't know this, but back in the day, Brady and I used to fire off. Uh, what are they called? Uh, the air horns. Reggae air, air horns. Yeah, for, <laughs> we would, yeah, we do. I've told this story too many times that dudes have probably heard it. Okay. About uh, the University of Miami's practice. Right. They were all about speed. So I went yeah. to go see the team in training camp, and and they were like, they had this you know, big thing out there outside of the their, on their practice facility, and they threw a deep ball, but they didn't complete it. Yeah. But as they're jogging back, all of a sudden you heard this air horn. Like, <laughs> 21 miles per hour. Like, they were, like, excited about how fast he was wow. running because he hit the they're fastest one of the day. Yeah. This is going. And I'm like, but dang, that wasn't even a complete <laughs> – Completed ball. How are you hype about an incomplete? I don't know, but it was pretty dope. Like they had a DJ out there, they were hyping things up. They were like, bow, bow, bow. I was like, all right, the U's back. I was like, is the U back? Ah, uh, maybe this year. That year it wasn't. But like, this year, maybe. Was that with it? Was that with like Al Golden when they had nine no, draft that picks? Was Al Golden definitely not doing that. That's that. no, true. Yeah, it's true. Al Golden. Al Manny. Golden's doing like what? He's like me, 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 me. Something a lot. He wears a tie. What do you think about? What do you think about? Do you ever play for? You guys ever play for a coach who wore a tie? Hmm. No, he doesn't wear a tie anymore now. Now he calls defense for Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> oh, he do that when he's the head coach, I guess. Uh, yeah. Is he yeah. – so did he put 10 guys on the field or did – That was did, covered, right? I mean, I, 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 I've heard it all at this point. Like, people ask me, hey, is 10 things I hate about you your favorite movie? <laughs> oh, that's tough. Yeah, that's that good. Really that's tough. good. Trust me, there's been hey, a lot well, of – What do you think about Marcus? Would you like this 10-ounce coffee? I was like <laughs> – what, what, Jesus. What, what do you think about Marcus Freeman's explanation to that? I think we should talk about something else that I think we should talk about. <laughs> I, well, it's just it's just weird because like he was like, I would rather not get a penalty, but we know this. Yeah. In a penalty, they're only moving the ball up half an inch because it's on a one-yard line. Here's what I always say in these <laughs> scenarios. 
and maybe you felt this way, maybe you didn't. Yeah. Like ultimately, when you're a player out there in the field, you got to be able to fix the problems that you have. Correct. Whether it's a bad play call, you're missing someone, you got to be able to A, recognize it because yeah. it happened two plays in a row, in a row and B, yeah. have a solution in your mind. Yeah. I mean, these are smart kids or smart players. Why they didn't recognize they were down one in a critical situation like that was Especially probably the, the most veteran, surprising the veteran thing. veteran linebackers they have on that team. Yeah. Just run it, run into the center before the play yeah. starts. Yeah, do something crazy. <laughs> yeah. take, take your helmet off and throw yeah, it across the exactly. field. Like, do some, anything other than what they did. So, it's tough. How long have um, your sister and A.J. Hawk been married? Ten years or, or longer? Is that... Longer than that. Uh, it's it a, it a ten joke. It's a ten joke. So it's a yeah. ten. What, what about what about McAfee? You know what? It was it was funny until you did it, Will. So I know, thank I know. you for ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was really more of a segue to, um, you know, I, I heard you were I, on. I, a, I'll tell you one more. I went to dinner last night. The uh-huh. waiter comes over and, no and I'm literally like getting a steak. And I was like, oh, could I have the uh, 12-ounce plate? He's like, well, you know we have a 10-ounce one here. So no, no, he did not. The menu, I go, I looked, I was like, what? And he, I, he was like, he looked at me, I go, oh, real funny. They <laughs> <laughs> a 12-ounce and an 8-ounce. They didn't even have a 10-ounce on the menu. Yeah, that's so I'm disrespectful. Like, You're just trying to enjoy a dinner. I was, I was like, can't, I can't wait to not tip you now. Yeah. I can't hey, hey, guess who's, guess day. who's. Like, he felt like it was worth it, he said. Yeah, guess who's not getting 10%, pal. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, now you are getting 10%. <laughs> I was going to give you like 25, 30, but now you're getting 10%. That's a good um, in all seriousness, like, I was really surprised. I know that, um. You were on like a Notre Dame podcast last week, and somebody was like, I think it was a Notre Dame podcast. Um, and somebody, you know, just talking about the Irish, Irish having a great season. And somebody brought up the, the, the famous jersey, like your sister's famous split jersey. You're like, that thing never coming out again. It's staying at mom's house. It's in the closet. Lock it up. Don't bother. AJ, Ohio State fans, don't bother thinking you'll ever see that again. And like, like 12 hours later, like Pat McAfee's like jumping through a table in it. Like, what, like how did that happen? That was, kind of that was by design. So okay. I was trying to fool AJ from thinking that I wasn't going to oh. take it. And so the deal was whoever got to the jersey first got to use it. And unfortunately, my flight got delayed flying into Columbus. Oh, wow. So he got to it before I did. He got the jersey. He got to South Bend. And that's how uh, McAfee ended up wearing it. So. Uh, um, okay, I have one more. I have one more Notre Dame question. This not trolling question. I saw you know you and I follow each other on Instagram. Of course, no big deal. I'm sure you enjoyed my post, all my Taylor Swift post. Um, I enjoy all your Notre Dame post. And uh, I was like, there was a group of you guys. It was a group of Notre Dame celebrities on the sideline, like your boy Shane Gillis, who I mean, really like the funniest human being on planet Earth. Like I, that guy's hilarious. I highly recommend you check out his Netflix special, particularly for some of his impersonations uh, and general humor. Um, but I'm curious, like, where, where, who's who's the most famous, like Notre Dame guy? Like, who's 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 the big dude? Who's is it, is it you, right? It's you, right? Isn't it you? No, it's not me. I would never consider myself to be that. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it, I mean, obviously Vince Vaughn was the celebrity. Vince Vaughn, Vince, yeah, that yeah. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a huge deal. He's a big deal. Shane, especially with the uh, the players now, the students now, like. He's a huge I – t- I told this story when we were in Ireland. You know, I was in a bar with, with Will Ferrell. And people in the, in the bar were going nuts for Will Ferrell. But then Shane came over later on that night after he got done with one of his sets. Yeah. And, like, we had to find a different way out of the building. Because, oh, like, wow. they, they, they got word of what bar he was in. And they everyone started, like, crowd around outside. And they were trying to shut down. And they wouldn't let people in. So Shane's a super, superstar now. I mean, he's, he's really skyrocketed over the past couple of years. Um, Dan Patrick, I heard him tell us. I think I think it was a part of my take, maybe telling this story about how Will Ferrell brought to Ireland his 
um, <clears throat> uh, set of uh, artificial testicles from Step Brothers. <laughs> like he brought them with him, and he's, he, he has it. You mean him from a, the drum set scene? Yeah, he keeps them in a case. Wow. <laughs> he, okay. he, yeah, I mean, because I think there's always been like a those have to be fake. Those aren't Will Ferrell's actual <laughs> testicles, right? There's a th- there's a. You know what this brings up, though, Will? I'm glad you brought this up because now we can segue into seeing if Leger knows about nudicles. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's like, what the hell is happening? You know about this? We've talked about this on the show before. You guys have? You can get your dog prosthetic testicles. Yes. Right. I swear to God. Like, yeah. when you what? get your dog neutered, yeah. you can get them prosthetic testicles so they still can keep their confidence because <laughs> they, they don't have it down that. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you like, listen, dude, I know that we cut off your nuts. However... <laughs> We got yeah, some good. You we upsized. We bit. We we bit with the biggie size. Can, we, you, can you imagine the dog's face? There? He's like, mm? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how the dog feels in that situation. Like, couldn't couldn't do it to mine. I couldn't do it. Yeah, Kept those things intact. Now that becomes a problem though when you got another say, female dog. Oh yeah, for sure. Because when they talk about like dogs and heat, and you've heard probably coaches talk yeah, about that before. It's bad. Until you experience that, I like what a what a male dog's like trying to take on a female dog. Oh, dude. She's in heat. Dude. It's, I mean, I'm, I, I, that, well, first off, that's why Will's from a big family. I mean, all the men in Will's family are like dogs in heat. That's that's, that's true. I, I mean, actually, in like no joking, like when I, growing up, like my parents live on a farm in High Point, North Carolina. It's called yeah, Black Dog. It's called Black Dog Farm because we raised a bunch of black labs um, growing up, and like we had two litters of eleven when I was a kid, and we had the so we had the female there, and like she would get in the heat, and you would have like dogs wander in from like 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 down the way, like some dog you'd never see would show up and be like, would show up and be like, yo, what's up? Like, how, where's the uh, where's the lady at? And you're like. Dude, get off the property, man. You know what is your problem? <laughs> so anyway, um let's make from, a smooth transition here. To yes. Speaking about tracks, let's uh let's see if the Jets can get things back on track. <laughs> speaking of well, I'm gonna go, you know, dogs, cougars, you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's a good one, Zach Wilson. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Um What's oh you know cougars, sir. So um <laughs> we'll get to the the Britney Spears stuff. I mean, that'd be the Britney Spears, the Taylor Swift stuff. Oh, we we were joking. It's like, who would Zach Wilson's, who would be like, you know, because Chiefs Jets, like who's Zach Wilson's growing? I threw out Britney Spears, you know, older, famous. <laughs> it has to be older, dude. Yeah, actually, Britney Spears isn't a cougar. Britney Spears is old as hell, for bro. Him it is. For him, I, I think older, like so, Sophia Vergara. <laughs> that's a good I mean, one. that's, she's much. Britney Spears is 41. I was about to say, you got to think Zach's only like 23. No, he's older than that. No. He's like 25. This is his third year, bro. He came He's in 24. 20, 24 is for the difference. 24 turning when? 25. But all I'm saying is, so Sophia Vergara, it's got to be double his age. I think she's over 50, right? She's, yeah, she's, yeah I mean, she's she might be like 50. 65 and just an absolute smoke show. Okay. Well, that would be who I would throw in there. Meryl Streep. Oh, my goodness. That's a little... <laughs> now, what are we doing now, Will? What 74. Are doing now you're hey, calling so- that something different. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the Jets. Um, got got in and out of that little whatever that was in ten minutes. That fight? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, look, that's the, we. This is this is why I enjoy my Tuesdays with you guys. It is Wednesday. It's not Tuesday. I think we were initially on Wednesday. Anywho, the uh, the Jets. Do they have a quarterback controversy? According to Rich Samini of ESPN, the Jets' defense is losing patience 
with and quote not happy with Robert Sala continuing to support Zach Wilson. There is quote tension in the locker room, and uh, the defensive players believe that anybody else would get benched if they were playing like Zach Wilson. Uh, don't know if you guys remember this has happened last year, uh, Brady. Yeah. What is this locker room? What is it? I mean, like, well, don't don't start with me because I'd rather hear from the defensive oh, player because yeah, sure, yeah. firsthand. Like, how frustrating is it? It is very frustrating uh, when you go out there and you give up 13 points, right? And let's go back to last year, Brady and Will. This just defense versus the Patriots gave up three points. I know. And lost the game. I know. <laughs> three points. So I'm going to try to tell you all. And, and lost the game. So it, it's, it's very frustrating if you're on that defensive side of the ball. And then you got to think about it. If you're Garrett Wilson, right, if you're Brees Hall, like, how frustrating is it? Like, And, again, does Zach deserve all the blame? Nobody deserves a good portion of it because if you just look at the film, some of the things you would think a third-year quarterback would be able to do as far as going through progressions and not just checking the ball down. He, he's he lost, had issues with that last year. He, he's lost all confidence. He has no confidence. You can clearly see it. And, it, like, when they're backed up, right, There's they're playing cover two. For people that don't know, that's two half safeties. The corners are playing short to deep in that scenario, right? Um, he he has a, he hit a whole shot later in the game to Alan Lazard. But earlier in the game, he didn't even look at, at Garrett Wilson in that whole shot. He literally just checked it down after the first hitch, which shows you he's so terrified to make a mistake. Well, it, it's it's twofold. And, and in particular, in that that play you're talking about, it was a yeah. seven-man protection. Yeah. So as a quarterback, you know in seven-man protection, you, have time. you have more time. Yeah. And the fact that in that drop, you don't at least even get your eyes over there to, to see whether or not you've got that spot and yeah. you look for the check down – it shows you he doesn't have confidence in throwing the football, pushing it down the field. And that's something that's – it's fragile. I, I know you talk to guys like Pete Prisco who will be like, well, be tougher. Like, <laughs> the truth of the matter is there's there's only one position that gets the scrutiny yep. that the quarterback gets. And once you lose your confidence in the NFL, especially in a big market like New York, it's hard to get it back. And it it's is. hard to be able to do what your job requires. And that's to make confident, decisive decisions – and basically under three, three and a half seconds. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's hard to do if you don't have any confidence. For sure. And, and to add to that point, right, yes, Zach deserves a lot of blame. And you talked about his confidence isn't there. But Nathaniel Hackett deserves a lot of blame, too. I mean, I watch film week in and week out. Of, look at the, what the L.A. Rams are doing with, with the roster they have. McVay does a masterful job, even though Stafford has played a lot of years in this game, of moving guys around pre-snap motion, bunch formations, just to get the spacing so he has an easy map to look at. You don't see that any at all with the Jets right now. Again, Hackett was running this offense in the mind that Aaron Rodgers was going to run it. Right. But you have to adjust to the quarterback that you have now. And he's not helping Zach at all either. So, so that was one of my biggest concerns once Rodgers went down was, yes. you know, really now it thrust Nathaniel Hackett to the forefront of his play calling, his ability to scheme up Correct. teams. And based on how it looked last year with the Denver Broncos, it wasn't pretty. And now you're in a situation too where – you got a quarterback who doesn't have confidence. The team doesn't have confidence in him, and you've got a play caller now that feels probably that additional pressure. So a lot, a lot of, a lot, lot of, you know, rest, a recipe for a perfect storm, if you yeah. will. I, I would say this though, as far as the locker room goes, the tough thing is, is it's not like Zach wants to play poorly. It's not like yeah. he, he wants this to be the situation, right? And I, I would think every player in the locker room would hope their head coach would support him, like Robert Sala has, at least publicly. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But publicly, he said everything you should say as a supportive head coach. Mm. So kudos to him for that. But you feel it as a quarterback. When you're not playing well or when you're out there and the offense isn't doing its part and the defense is, there is that divide. It becomes very apparent. Yeah. I've been a part of teams where I could feel that. Now, a lot of the defensive guys 
were able to handle themselves in a manner where they were professional about it. And they just went out and did their job until eventually it broke and, and, they, and, and they couldn't do it any longer. But if you really want to be honest about who deserves the blame, it's really the Jets front office. They should have never put themselves in this position that they're in right now. They could have moved on from Zach Wilson before the season, yeah. gave him a fresh start, probably got something back for him in return. I mean, I would say this, Will, who, who, who deserves more trade compensation? Trey Lance for what he done so far in the league? Or Zach Wilson. Zach they're Wilson. both in the trade market. Zach, Zach, I mean. Before this year, probably Zach Wilson. Probably Zach Wilson, just because yeah, you've seen sure. something. Like Trey Lance, you're like, this dude is in, might be injury prone and hasn't has thrown like 42 passes in, in seven years. So, and and yeah. I think the, the harder thing, too, is like didn't produce in a system where like every quarterback has produced in Kyle Shanahan's system. You know, yeah. he didn't quite as much. And so I think you had more questions probably about Trey Lance. And, and, and people might look at Zach Wilson and said before this season, hey, I'm willing to, at this point in time in his rookie deal, trade for him, yeah. see what I've gotten in this year, maybe pick up the fifth-year option, maybe not. I still have him for another year under contract for a, cheap, a relatively cheap deal. And, and now you don't have any of that. Oh, man. And, and so to me, the front office put them in this position by keeping him on the roster, not getting what they could for him, and saying, well, he's our, and we're, for the future – all the BS that was said, <laughs> that to me was the biggest mistake the Jets have made. Yeah, Aaron's, Aaron's going to – And I said this in yeah. the offseason when they were trading for Rodgers, I thought he should have been part of the compensation. You yeah. got to look at it. Jordan Love didn't have a backup at all, right? They ended up drafting the quarterback, uh, I believe, in the fifth or sixth round from Penn State. But up until that point, he had no competition, right? And they were trying to see if he was going to be the guy of the future. Why not bring in Zach Wilson to see if you could resurrect this career? You talked about it, the pressure of playing in New York City, right? Yeah. I think that really has – falling on Zach Wilson's back. And to your point, I don't know if he can recover from it. So go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where there isn't a lot of noise, isn't a you know a media stronghold that you can go out there, maybe resurrect your career. I thought it made a lot of sense to package him in that trade for Aaron Rodgers. They didn't do it, to your point. They were thinking, well, maybe if he sits behind Rodgers for two years, and we talked about this, well, then you had to make a decision on him after that either way because his fifth-year option was coming up, you don't pick it up. Then what are you going to do with quarterback position? Right. You're going to have to draft somebody anyway. So to me, it always made sense to get rid of him, not to get rid of him, but to trade him and see what you could get back for him. I thought he should have been part of that trade to Green Bay. That way him and Jordan Love could have battled it out. And then you would have known that Jordan Love was going to be your, your future quarterback. But now you have a backup in Zach Wilson. And the Jets should have brought in a veteran guy to get behind Rodgers. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, like the pressure of, of New York. Just thinking about because, like, you played with Geno for what three years, and then yeah. fits for, for a year. It's real. Like the only like the like, and I know we like ripped the Jets because of the guys they drafted and they haven't worked out. But like the only guy who's worked out in terms of modern quarterbacking in New York, in like with either of those teams, is Eli Manning. He just happened to play for like twenty years. I mean, like, I mean, True. Geno, Darnold. Well, and, uh, and by the way, think think about like it. You know. Eli obviously did well enough at the position to be able to get them to the playoffs. Yeah. But his biggest moments weren't in Giants. It wasn't in MetLife. It wasn't in the Meadowlands. No. His biggest moments yeah. were on the road, like in the playoffs, yeah. in the Super Bowl. In uh, Arizona so and then point. in Indianapolis, you know, with the, yeah. especially with those two big throws. And like, yeah, I mean, it's, I, and, and he's also a Manning. Like, <laughs> there's a, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, that is a pretty rare. There's a there's only a, there's a finite number of people who are Manning like Manning level quarterback you know quarterbacks and 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 so I yeah. think I don't know man I think it's I think it's tough to even Aaron Rodgers. To answer this question though, real quick to answer this question, like the toughest thing that Robert Sala has in front of him and even Zach Wilson is is when like there's just uncertainty yeah. around this. Players hate that. 
Like players loves, love playing fast and things being decisive, right? That's how they play. That's how they party. Whatever it is you're talking yeah. about, that's how athletes are for the most part. They like being very decisive about all this. So the problem with this locker room right now is, is there's just kind of some uncertainty. Like, are you going to bring a quarterback or are you not? You're publicly backing Zach Wilson, but we, then you see reports about them searching out and, and inquiring about Matt Ryan, whether or not they did or did who, who knows? Obviously, Matt said that wasn't the case. He's got no interest. Wentz, right. we don't know. So they signed Trevor Simeon now, the practice squad. Eventually, he'll be elevated to the active roster, we assume. So is he a part of the future starting plan or not? Yeah. I mean, if I'm a defensive player, if I'm in, in, in that locker room, like I want to know. Like, like every, every other situation in the game of football or with our schedule for that week, we know it's mapped out. We understand. Like I understand mentally how I need to get myself ready to play, to prepare, and all that. This is a scenario where like there's so much cloudiness around it mm. that I think that's what's frustrating. If you're just opening up and saying, look, we know he's struggling, but he's our guy. We drafted him. We're sticking by him. Defense, you step up. Offense, you step up. Run the football. Garrett, you're going to have to make some plays out there, okay? Stop complaining because we're going to throw you the football. Might not be perfect. Make a play. That's that, It's easier to deal with. Like If you know that's what you're dealing with, then that's what you're dealing with. But when it's still kind of like, well, he's our guy kind of for now. Or the front office, we don't you know. They make that decision. It's like everyone, everyone in the locker room is going, dude, come on. Like, give us some clarity for this situation so we can then move forward with our mindset every week. Well, the thing I know about Sala, and you, you made a great point, right? What he says publicly is not what he's saying behind closed doors. Like you said, he's not going to throw anybody under the bus. I guarantee you. He found uh, that in hard knocks. Yeah, exactly. He does, not, he does not like when you tell him that his team plays tough, right? <laughs> he's so got a four-letter word. He doesn't hold yeah. people accountable. That's ridiculous. He definitely holds people accountable. So I guarantee he's telling Zach, like, you got to play better. And he even actually said it today. Like, he's like, we're not numb to the fact that we know that Zach Wilson has to play better. Like, we've said this to him. I think he's already come out and said, like, he's the best. He's the guy that gives us the best chance to win. And if you look on our current roster, that's the truth right, right now. Right so now. he's not lying about that. It's, to your point, just frustrating as a defensive player or as Garrett Wilson, as Brees Hall, because it's like, is this the best we got? And right now it is because they went all in on Aaron Rodgers and thought that Zach Wilson was going to be more of a – tutelage type situation where he wasn't going to see the field so well, they put themselves in this position it sucks but it's just like right now zach wilson does give them the best chance to win no you're right and, and i was actually supposed to you will like had they not like gone out and gotten aaron Rodgers, everyone's like oh my god we got aaron Rodgers!" like exactly. the highs that they fell i'm sure like, oh my god i mean they probably wouldn't feel the way they do right now or at least not as low as they feel right no they would be just low you wouldn't be like we got so it's like it's i mean look like I, I mean it sucks and i understand it because it's like an nc state football season it's like we're the top 10 in the country it's like well, i can't wait to lose at syracuse you know it's like like, like the, it's just like how it's gonna play it's just how it plays out okay i'm not it's just well, like we can't have nice so, things so can't have nice things you, Sue, how do you think trevor simeon feels walking that locker room and they're like Probably thinking they're going to sign. I don't know when. Someone else who's like, and they're like, and Simeon walks in and is like, hi, guys. Everybody's <laughs> like, eh. Um, I'm like, well, I'm, right, right now, they might think he's the savior. Maybe. <laughs> you know, there's another guy out there that they could add to the practice squad, too, Brady. Um, I think he wants to be added to the practice squad. A, a fella uh, hadn't been heard of in a while. Colin Kaepernick. Cool. Add him to the practice squad, then. I mean, here's the only thing I'd say, though, by the way. Two things. One, the fact that Jay Cole was like, awesome. Shout out 919. Shout out Jay Cole. That's pretty dope. dope. It's really dope. <laughs> the only thing I'd say on this subject is like, why not write it to all 32 teams? Yeah. Like, if you really mm. want to play, why would you limit yourself to one, one team? team. Yeah. Like, put yourself out there to all 32. And if you really want to play and no one gives you an opportunity in the NFL, 
Go to the XFL or USFL, dominate and be like, dude, I can play. Go go to the CFL. I I can play. I mean, you're at a point now seven years after the fact where Mm -hmm. I understand that people feel like based on his play, going to a Super Bowl and all that, that he's more deserving of that. The one thing the NFL will will humble you with and teach you is you don't deserve anything. When you get there, you got to earn everything. And if you don't, you're out. And so he's been out for seven years now, and it's like, all right, if the NFL doesn't want to give him that shot, go to the XFL, go to the USFL, yeah. continue to build your brand and your career off that. But I, I just don't like the fact that the, the letter was only written to one team. <laughs> but it's all 32 teams, man. Like, he has like expand on there, though. I know. Can you? <laughs> hey, J. Cole wrote it, dude. That's yeah. pretty cool. Hey, that's, J. That's J. Cool. Cole, again, from, uh, from, from my neck of the woods, um, yeah. I would, uh, I mean, imagine, and like this is not going to happen, but it's like, um, you know the, the NFL did the script writing, the script commercials before the season. It's like, well, like yeah. what's the what's this crazy thing going to be like? Ha ha! We're going to shock everybody. Like, what if Colin Kaepernick started for the Jets on Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs with Taylor Swift in a luxury box? Like, you couldn't make that up if you like if you if you tried. Like, that would be the most insane storyline of all time. Well, now it's out there, so maybe it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll happen. All right, let's take a break. When we come back. We'll talk about undefeated teams in the NFL and discuss Kevin O'Connell's ultimatum. Stay right here. Pick six podcast back in just a second. Next. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, three undefeated teams remaining in the NFL. It's hard to win three games in a row. Real hard. Real hard to win three games in a row out of the gate. Each of them, uh, the Eagles, 49ers, and Dolphins. Coming off of that major risk this week of... Yeah. Who is? Dolphins, huh? Yeah. I already knew it. Yeah. I I think Buffalo wins, too. I think Buffalo wins that game. I mean, they're favored by three. They are favored. Yeah. I I mean, Ryan Wilson in, what was it, on the Monday pod? One of these pods, um, uh, no, it was, was, uh, maybe it was Katie and Emery on the Monday pod. We were doing, like, the early look ahead for the week four lines, and they were like, why aren't the Dolphins favored? I was like, now I, I mean, and not, I'm not saying like just them, but it's like if there are Orchard a lot of people at never. <laughs> there's a lot of people asking like the Dolphins just scored seventy. Why aren't they favored? And it's like classic NFL. Classic that's, NFL. That's, that's that's how you know the Bills are winning by three. Because yeah. like like Vegas I, always knows. Correct, uh, and it's in Buffalo. Buffalo's a really good football team. Um, Eagles handled their business against the the Buccaneers on the road on Monday Night Football in some nasty weather. 49ers dismantled the Giants on Thursday night, have a long break, and the Dolphins, of course, dropped a 70-burger, the most points scored in the Super Bowl era. Uh, Only team in NFL history, right, with 70 points and 700-plus yards. Um, Brady. Yes, sir. Which, what do you think about these three teams, and do you find it fascinating or at least interesting that two of the three undefeated teams in the NFL are Shanna Clan 
Shana Clanic. Shana Clonic. Shana Clanic. Shana Clanic. Shana Clanic. Clonic. I don't know. Shana Clonic. I think what's becoming very apparent is especially because of the way the rules are set up, you know, offensive football, especially some of the best offensive minds of play calling is being pushed to the forefront. And it's very easy to identify how they can find advantages if you have the right personnel and scheme. True. And so you're seeing that from Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins. You see that from the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. And one way they measure it, and you can go through, and Warren Sharp, I, I believe, does a you know kind of a good breakdown of breaking down a lot of the things that you see as far as pre-snap movements, shift motions, yep. um, different personnel groupings, all of that. And then they correlate that with the success. And I'm not saying every single team that moves players around a bunch pre-snap is always going to have success. Mm -hmm. But you play defense. I mean, you tell tell me right now. I'm glad, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Tell me right now what the defense has to do as soon as you see, even just let's just put it this way: the tight end switches sides, yeah. goes from the left to the right on the line, and then you have motion back across. Right. Take me through all the adjustments that you have to make. So first and foremost, communication is a big key, right? As yeah. soon as somebody moves, guys have to be talking. And you talked about it, right? The personnel that the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins have. When you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, it puts the fear of God in defensive coordinators because of the speed element. So as soon as he motions, you'll see it on tape. You'll see the linebackers adjust. You'll see the safeties adjust, which opens up uh, plays for other players. Like So anytime Mike McDaniel does that, and, and we talked about this earlier, I'm like, why don't we see any motion with the Jets? Why don't we see any bunch formations with the Jets? Like Just to I, open I, it up again, <laughs> you have the personnel that the Dolphins have, it's a little different. Right? So, so here's the only thing I'd say, though, to that is when you don't have their personnel, yeah. you should be doing it more. Because I you, think so, too. You, you actually should be helping to create edges, create space, Correct. create mismatches. One of the reasons why you don't do it is sometimes quarterbacks don't feel as comfortable with all that movement mm. because you kind of want the defense to be set and at least what they're playing so I can get a pre-snap read. Now, yeah. the easiest way always to help determine that is, like, let's say you're in base personnel, okay, which is two running back sets, two tight end sets, something like that. Usually most defenses match. Yeah. Usually you'll get an indicator if you're in some sort of slot, right? Yeah. So you got your tight end to the right, both receivers to the left. Teams are going to decide what kind of zone they want to play or if they're going to play man against man, that. Yeah. Like, usually there's different tells. And so – as long as you can give your quarterback, you know, a tell, it's going to help him play more confident, more decisive, like we talked about earlier. And it's probably going to help you find the mismatch you're looking for. If it's man, I know who I'm going to, I'm going to go to in it's man-to-man -man coverage. If it's zone, I know who I'm trying to exploit within the zone coverage. Right. So you don't always have quarterbacks who love a ton of movement before. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't like a ton of that either. You can tell because the he, are running the he same wants them to be static so he can <laughs> yeah. see it, and then that way he can adjust and he can get to what he wants to and, and even, even change the routes. You know, sometimes you're trying to change your formation, your, you know, with the motions and the shifts. But other times you're saying, like, no, 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 be static because I want to see what they're doing exactly. so I can then change the concept and change the route. So it all depends on the type of quarterback you have and how they excel. Uh, this is a, probably a dumb question, but I didn't play quarterback in the NFL, um, so I'll ask it anyway, and I think people would be interested in it. Like, as you mentioned, you know, you can motion somebody across. If he's followed, you get the – it's a man indicator versus zone indicator. Sometimes. If you, sometimes, not sometimes. all the time, of course. Right, right, right. There, yeah, <laughs> sometimes, like, they'll play, play what's called – we used to call it 2Z. And right. so you go in base personnel, you motion them across from, like, your normal tight on the right with your Z and your X. You motion them across the formation slot. The corner travels with them. They Ooh. still play zone out of that. So all your pregame prep – is going to tell you whether or not they're a team that does something like that. But, yeah, it, which is awesome too, because if you know you have a quarterback who leans on that motion, then you then you maybe you play a little chess and, and try to do that. If you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, for instance, and are, are you trying to are you determining post snap whether it's man or zone, or are you are there tells you're looking for, or is there stuff I mean, even defensively, dudes, where you're like, all right, we don't want to give this away. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like if Rodgers no, wants I, these guys I, I static. I can tell you pre-snap, if we're in an empty formation and I've got a tight end or a running back on the outside, I already know what the coverage is. Yep. I already know what the coverage is based on who's covering that running back yeah. or tight end, okay. and based on then what the safety, what the front looks like, what, what the safety rotation looks like. I, I can tell you exactly what it is. For my pregame prep, and any type of empty formation, it's the greatest way to expose what a defense mm. is doing. Exactly. So as soon as you put him out there, then once you motion him back, mm-hmm. so he's in the backfield next to you, you, you can run whatever you want against what you now know the coverage to be. So you, you motion him out and then motion him back in as a way to just be yeah. like, or, all right, or who's just, or he just starts out there. there. Yeah. He can yeah, just yeah, start okay. out there. Then you motion him back in. Cause yeah, or shift him back. Well, in. if you see a linebacker go out there, then you know, for sure, it's most likely going to be man coverage. Right, right, right. Like Brady said, where the safety rotation. And by is. the way, if it is a linebacker, you're looking at a thing. And it's probably some sort of man, but not necessarily pressure. Why? Cause you'd rather have a safety out there covering him. And you'd rather blitz the linebacker than the other right. way around, right? Yeah. You don't want a linebacker out there in cover to the You don't want to blitz blitzing. the safety linebackers in coverage. That's a that's a that's a easy play. Right, it's a easy. layup. Like yeah, you yeah, want yeah. them out there for that mismatch. Exactly. So there's right. all sorts of little things like that that give you tells. And that's why I like like a bunch formation. Bunch formations are great. You can release a lot of different concepts that give you space with your receivers working on the defensive backs, but it also because it's condensed. It allows the defense to disguise a little more if they're bringing pressure. Yeah, and so sometimes thing, it becomes yeah. a little harder to see for the lineman and for the quarterback and everyone involved. Mm, spicy. I like it. Okay. Um, uh, so while you guys are having that fascinating football discussion, like this is like how big of how big of like a piece of NBA news would have to happen for me to warrant asking you guys about it right now? NBA news? NBA news. Like would Dame Lillard being traded to the Bucks qualify? That's what oh, happened. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, who who are the Trailblazers getting in return? Uh, Probably a lot of picks. <laughs> no, but I've got an invested interest in this. I, I know a Bucks player well that I love. So okay, well, name the Bucks player. And I'll tell you if he's still with the Bucks. Pat Connaughton. Uh, Pat Connaughton is still on. The Bucks. Here's the Bucks oh, updated. That's big. That's big. Here's the Bucks All updated. Right. Updated. Updated. Right. Yeah. Updated, right. updated starting five for the Bucks right now. Dame Lillard, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke oh. Lopez. Hello. Hell yeah! Let's go, Pat. So it was a three-team trade. All right. So this. So this qualifies, right? This qualifies as like legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys are like what effing NBA transaction is Brinson about to bring up? It's Lillard, then yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the Bucks get Lillard. The Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, yes, three-team trade, Tumani Kamara, and a 2029 first-round pick. Oh, you said DeAndre Ayton? Mm -hmm. The Suns get Yusuf Yusuf Nurchik, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. They go to the the Suns? Yes. Wow. So the Bucs are are just – They don't get any picks in that? that's That's what Woj says right now. I was going to say, I feel like the Suns lose that trade. Yeah. They lose Aiden. Nurse is really good, though. He is, but like. We still got KD and Booker. Yes. Is that more of like a cap clearing situation? I think, I think there, they or? didn't want to pay Aiden. I think, I think they right, didn't yeah. want to pay Aiden. And the Bucs think he's not going to be as featured. Nursik is not going to be as angry about that than Aiden probably is. Well, and, and Ishba just took over as their owner, so I'm wondering if he's you know because they got to pay luxury tax, but that's not a hard cap. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe he's like, yeah, I'm not going to pay him. But we're not going to spend the money on. Because so they, they traded Nursing for Aiden. I'm not mad about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't so they I think traded has more flexibility defensively too. Yeah, Aiden is kind of more of a just a, a solid, solid five. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
So wait, the Suns oh, now okay. have. Oh, so the hey, but that's the a Blazers. good trade for the Bucks. I'm about to say, yeah, the Blazers, the Blazers got, got Holiday. Who, did, who else did the Blazers go? Pat. So the Blazers got. Um, the Blazers got Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, and a 2029 first round pick. So the, the Suns are now. That's what I'm saying. The Blazers, the Blazers, the Bucks win this. I don't see how that helps the. Well, the Suns are now. Like the Suns, right? Because you get Ayton off the books. Nursing is a team yeah. guy. He's, he's yeah. going to be a good rebounder, good defender. He'll give you like 10 a game. Ayton's going to want at least 18 to 20 a game. With Booker and Durant, he's not getting that. Yeah, that's know? true. Yeah, and and but and Aiden by all accounts is like pretty bad, pretty bad in the locker room. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're if you're the Suns, it's Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Josh Okogie, Durant, and you Nurchik. I mean, that's pretty pretty stout. It's a solid line. A Bucks yeah. though, my goodness, I did not see that trade. Now, I did not either. One small market to another, David Lillard. He goes to yeah. Portland to, to Milwaukee. Yeah, but everybody no. thought he was coming down here. I know. <laughs> You're like NBA news. And that's uh, the funny I, thing is that trade most impacts Miami because they oh were God. looking for him. But that's if you look at the East right now, it's Milwaukee and Miami, right? Like those are the two teams you'd have to be. I mean, Milwaukee, at. Milwaukee's yeah, probably yeah, like minus two hundred to win the there. East. I would right say now. Boston still too. Yeah, Boston's in the mix. Yeah. But, but I mean, saying based on recent history, yeah. it's been Milwaukee, and Miami. I would guess that I would guess Milwaukee is like minus two hundred to win the East. Oh, for sure. I would say like, maybe the championship. Honestly, I mean that. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can. Uh, I don't see. They don't have. I think the odds got pulled off for obvious I mean, reasons. They were still going to be there, but it's just so like, the Bucks got a new big three. They got Giannis, literally. Lillard, and then my guy Pat Connaughton. All right, that's my guy. That's my guy. Love that. Speaking really of that. the big three. <laughs> Speaking of small markets, Texan right now. Oh yeah, Texas. See what he says. Um, Kevin O'Connell. Oh and three started three and zero last year. They've lost their oh three. They're oh, they've lost all three games by one score. Regression is a real thing. Anyone who thought it wouldn't uh, wasn't um, is is sort of uh, crazy because it's just that's just how it works. Well, hold on for a second. All right, they're eleven and zero in one score games last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're zero and three this year. Like you thought they might regress to the mean, but not to the extent this one has. And I did just because, like you know, this Brady, that's not sustainable. Well, you're not going to go zero to eleven this year. You thought I mean, we were going to get like maybe maybe you lose five. I'm really, looking at the, the schedule coming out. I was like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a struggle. It'll for be them tough schedule. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a struggle for them. And honestly, they should have won last week, and, and Brandon Staley probably would have got fired. For losing that game for the Chargers, um, but I knew a regression was coming. I know you picked them to win the NFC North. Um, he said, I, laughing. Which, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough now. They might well, be I sellers didn't... at the trade deadline with Kirk Cousins. Huh? I don't know. We'll see. I'm calling the game this week. So I tell you, I, what, I really I tell you what. Before before we continue, listen, we got we got pre- we got a, a video of Kevin O'Connell's press conference. Let's hear what he had to say. No, I think that's something that we're gonna ha- we're gonna fix one way or the other. Either guys are gonna do it, or we're gonna have to put other guys in the game that. Um, have ball security. So, sort of an ultimatum. Guys, gotta <laughs> stop. Bless you, or whatever that you would say for a call. Was a call? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I was just trying to be polite. Um, the uh, Kevin O'Connell making it clear, like, dude, you got to hold on to the ball, right? If you if you want to keep playing, um, do you think they're? Do you think they trade Kirk Cousins? You guys think they trade Kirk Cousins? If, if they continue to lose, I think it's a real possibility. A team like maybe the Jets or somebody else that that's in need of a quarterback, if somebody gets injured down the road, could potentially do it. But I just want to go back to that to that statement, right? It was like we're going to find guys that that are going to do it the right way, hold on to the football. 
We all know who he's talking about. Alexander Madison, because he's not he's not going to bench Jefferson. It's why they traded for Cam Akers. Yeah, he's, they're not going to bench Jefferson, even though he had that big fumble first, really. They're not going to uh, bench Hawkinson, who they just paid a ton of money, even though he should have caught that pass to win the game. Yeah. So go ahead and put a name on it, Coach. Our running backs have to do a better job yeah. of securing the football. like Because, again, unless you're going to treat everybody equal, which I think he's trying to do by saying this, there's no way you're benching J.J. There's no way you're benching Hawkinson. The only person that's fumbled the ball besides them is Matson. So, like, what are we talking about here, uh, Coach hey, O'Connell? Man, what do they say? They say four points of pressure. <laughs> they used to say three. And yeah. I always thought it was funny because then, like, one of the coaches keeps saying, no, we got this other way we're going to care. It's four points of pressure. And I was like, whoa, four points. Like, I thought it was just three. Like, no, four <laughs> points of pressure. Breastplate. Bicep. And then on the football, I was like, wow, four points of pressure. So that reminded that- me of the times. Remember there was, like, eight-minute abs? Yeah, no, like, it's from, um, I'm going to get shredded on eight-minute abs and some dude comes over and is like, yeah, I can do that in seven minutes. Dude, that's it's literally like something about Mary. It's a serial killer yeah. from something about Mary. But he's like, exactly. like seven-minute abs? He's like, what about six-minute abs? Six-minute abs? <laughs> I thought you were doing a, I thought you were doing a, uh, something about Mary bit. No, from- I was like saying that basically like there's going to be like five points of pressure. <laughs> you carry it like this, you put your helmet on and you get out. Know, it's like, like, yeah, like how many more wins? Yeah. Just two hands the whole time. Eight, eight. Seven points of pressure. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fumble the football that way. Everyone's running around like it's the old school days when they like first started Man. football, like in the scrum. So sure, I mean, that was back when they were like stabbing dudes when they'd run through the line of scrimmage. Literally. Like way back when football was first invented, they had like knives out there. They were running like this because they literally were getting like punctured in the lung. Um, uh, Patrick in the chat pointing out Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins? Is that right? Oh, Kirk Cousins does have a no trade clause, doesn't he? He does, so he, he, that, he yeah, but that just means he has to agree to, agree it. to like, it. Exactly. Hopefully, people understand that's not like he can't be traded. It's not the, well, no, 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 but I mean, like, but like, if you, all right, if if, you, if the Vikings are zero and three, and the, or let's say the Vikings are zero and four, they lose to the Panthers somehow uh, on the road. Good call, Patrick Seeley, by the way, on the no on the no trade clause. And then um, the Jets lose this weekend, and they're one and three, and the Vikings are like, screw it, let's trade Kirk to the Jets for a seventh round pick, and just like just careen into the ground for Caleb Williams and like we have enough like Justin Jefferson you know Jordan Addison you know they have enough where it's like they're often like you know if you if you're if you're Caleb Williams you'd probably rather go to Minnesota than Arizona right you'd be in a dome oh yeah I mean but Arizona weather is great but the only thing is he'd have to play at Green Bay hold on if you're you're (laughs) Kirk Cousins I mean there's a lot of considerations here like for starters you made a lot of money you probably want to go somewhere where that team's going to invest in you long term. Yeah. Like I, I right. said this to Pete Prisco, he argued with me forever about <clears throat> the Jets situation and talking to veteran quarterbacks or a guy like Carson Wentz. And my whole point is like a guy like Wentz, who and he's not looked at the same as Cousins. Yeah. But like the next stop he gets, the next opportunity he gets, if he plays, it'll probably be his last if it doesn't last. work out. Yeah. And that could be, it will be. Like that's it. Like you only get so many stops in the NFL, and then and then the NFL moves on. Mm. So you got to be careful about where you pick and choose. And, and in this case, obviously in the chat, we just we heard from it. Like, he's got the choice. He ultimately is going to be able to decide that. And if they tried to with the Jets, they tried to with Arizona, whoever else you're talking about, he might say, yeah, no, I'm going to finish things out here. This gives you, He's on pace to pass for 6,000 yards. Yeah. 6,000 yards right now. It's I mean, Justin Jefferson's leading the league in receiving. Like, yeah. he's in a good, a good spot. He's in with KOC. He's a great play caller. I don't know that you want to all of a sudden just say, yeah, I'm willing to go somewhere else. Just because it's we're zero and three right now. I mean, I mean it's not it's not impossible for them to be able to fight their way back. It's it's been yeah. done before. 
I think in that division too, if you're talking about somewhere where you could fight your way back, it's like who's who's running away with it right now? Right, the Lions and the Packers both look. Are they playing this Thursday? Whoever wins that game will probably be the favorite going forward. But but even if you're Minnesota, you're. By the way, really weird scenario. Uh, Charles Robinson pointed. I mean, yeah, I think good good job by him pointing it out. But um, all four teams that are zero and three this this year play each other this week this week yeah somebody's gonna get a win right (laughs) we think that unless they unless they tie (laughs) unless they tie what if because we have one of the stupidest rules that comes into effect in the playoffs but not in the regular season it's like god forbid we just say hey let's just figure out a way of ending this thing and someone wins there's no ties in the regular season it's like that's that's where that's where we draw the line on player safety because yeah, yeah. an extra five minutes of overtime, overtime. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, let's say that if the so two things here: one, if the Vikings go and beat the Panthers and the Broncos beat the Bears, and both teams are favored by three and a half or three points, um, the Bears would own the current number one and number two overall picks, which is really interesting uh, for, from that perspective. And then two, let's say that the I mean, one of the Packers or Lions they could tie, of course, because we have stupid rule, etc. But um, more than likely, one team is going to be three and one. The other team will be two and one, two and two. And if you're Vikings and you win that game and the Bears lose, like they're out, the Bears are probably out of it. The Vikings are still just two games back of first place yeah. at one and three. And it's like, you know, you've you've got Jordan Love and you haven't played, you know, you haven't played either of these teams. So it's like you can make up all that ground. And yeah. I think that's probably why you don't end up hitting the panic button, especially when you can make the you, you could easily argue you have the best quarterback in the division. Well, and think about this too. Like Christian Darrisaw missed week two versus the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You had your backup, you know, go and he gets hurt. Now you have Quisenberry. I mean, they're, they're, the center got hurt, Bradbury, yeah, Bradbury after seven hurt. plays in yeah. week one. So the offensive line's been a little banged up. You got a new defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, who's working with this group and trying to, you know, get that, get that shaped up from where it was a year ago. Like, I think the Vikings are going to be playing their best football in the second half of the season with some of the adversity they faced early on. So there's no reason to panic there's no reason to sit there and say we need to hit like the reset button by any means they just got to fix their mistakes like and these these mistakes are fixable yeah. again five points of pressure five <laughs> points of pressure <laughs> I mean, they, they, in the red zone you just can't you can't win like that well i, I mean like they they could easily be two and one like they should have beaten the chargers you get the ball back at the 24 yard line to go get a touchdown do you i mean but we should i wish we should have clipped pete prisco doing a kirk cousins imitation from yesterday's show he's like it was was pretty amusing um could have easily beaten the buccaneers you know you had a um they could be three and oh could be i mean i don't don't, the eagles kind of had them i think the eagles were like eagles double digits don't forget justin jefferson fumbled the ball going in at half they were oh that's right yeah yeah good point bro they they gave up like 40 yards passing that game it should have been yeah it's a good point it's a good point yeah they could be be three and oh um and uh, if uh, anyway, there's an old saying about uncle aunts and uncles, but I won't, I won't, I won't You're do right. it. Instead, <laughs> we know that one. We know yeah, that I know. one for sure. Instead, I will, uh, I will ask you about the most important news of week three in the NFL. Oh, don't. You, do you mean do you mean shake it off and go to something else? Is that what like do you do you want me to? <laughs> do you want to leave a blank space on the rundown? Is that what? Can't we just have football? Can't can't we just enjoy <laughs> football? Like, I mean, in in look, my girls love Taylor Swift. I got three daughters. They love. Oh Taylor no, Swift. that's what you were gonna talk. I was gonna talk about something else. Oh, I didn't know you want to talk about. Oh, oh why yeah. is that in the bottom headline then? Will? Why is that? <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you you missed. Yeah, yeah, you missed that. You didn't see that. In the yeah, nice try, pal. 
I also made like, two Taylor Swift it's, jokes. It's, it's like if I go to the golf course, okay, I, I don't want to be like playing Taylor Swift songs when I'm out there. All right, like, <laughs> I, I, I want to be able to enjoy the game. Like I don't want to have to deal with this when I'm watching football and I'm watching what is like a dynasty right now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I'm sorry, I'm not a Swift hate Swifty hater. I think she's <laughs> phenomenal. Come, come after you now. They'll come. No, after I, that's you. what I'm saying. Like they'll, they'll all come after. I'm not asking for this. <laughs> I'm just saying, can we just have football? Can we just have a tour? What, what happened? What happened to America, football, and nudicles? I mean, what happened to this country? You can't just talk about football and, and rubber dog testicles anymore. I mean, you gotta, just can't do it. I listen to all her music in the car, on the way to school, on the way back from school, whenever we go to soccer or anything else. Can't we just have football okay. without having to? Let's, can but I let's, have that? let's have, yeah. I mean, you, you know, do you remember the, the movie PCU? Of course. Yeah, you. It's great. I watched it like three times in the past, like a couple months for some reason. But like, you sound that literally sounded like Jeremy Pivens. It's like, can't can't a, you know can't just a group of people get together and you know drink some beer, throw some meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and just agree. We're just not going to protest. Like we're yeah. just we're just not going to protest. Um, I do want to ask you though. Like, do you do you believe that that these two are dating? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz. And speculation, innuendo, um, conspiracy theories that, that this is all made up in order to like drum up, like in order to get like more publicity, which to me is kind of stupid. It's like, yeah, that's what Taylor Swift needs is more publicity. Of all the people she picks, why is Travis Kelsey? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, he because he 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 tried to give her his phone number on that friendship bracelet at the. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of guys who try to give their phone numbers to Taylor Swift. Yeah. It is an yeah, odd coupling, odd coupling, though, right? Did you see how they walked out of the locker room, like not holding hands? I mean, if they just started dating, that's not weird. I don't think. Well, she I was like with- what Micah Parsons said, though. Like, I agree with that. Like, sure. if the NFL is going to lean into this, then all right, like shoot or shoot. Like all, yeah. all you superstars out there that are single, man, start taking I your shot. Take your shot. Yeah. <laughs> take your shot, man. Like, take might as well. Shot. I mean, might as well go after if they're going to highlight you like this. I mean. His jersey sales were up about four hundred percent. He got like thirty thousand more followers immediately on his social media accounts. So these are out there. Yeah, if you're into we that, wrote, man, shoot your shot. We wrote a story on CBSSports.com that's like, it's, let me see if I can find it real quick. It's pretty funny. And like, I, I was like, I, I was like, I can't believe we wrote this, but it was like, a how to how like here's football. Hey, Swifties, welcome to football. Here's what happens. And like, I think Cody Benjamin wrote it or something, but it was like the intro is like, how like it's like the first paragraph was like how to score points. And it's like you you move the ball up and down the field, and like and like it's like the, like literally just like That's the hilarious. most absolute basic like description of football. And I don't know, I found it amusing. Um, do uh, how early would you guys like? How many dates would you have to be on before you sat your? This is a hypothetical, right? Your famous girlfriend in the luxury box with your mom. Yeah, that was that's an interesting question. I mean, Taylor Swift's a little. She's, she's in a different stratosphere. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, not gonna be out there. If you're gym even, pop. <laughs> even if you're in the friend zone and you you can get her to come up in there, like that's yeah, true. Big, yeah. You you you. Make I sure guess I guess you're like, like hey, hey Jim Pop. Yeah, Jim <laughs> Pop. I love a good Jim Pop reference. Yeah, yeah. Taylor you Taylor Swift's not flying. She's not Taylor <laughs> Swift refers to um, commercial airlines as like public. She's like, I don't fly public. It's like actually, it's it's commercial. It's <laughs> not public, but sure. 
I don't know if she does that. She so, probably does. so relatable. It's so relatable. <laughs> like, it's always yeah. It's, it's always surprised to me when like people make comments like that, where yeah. it's like so unrelatable to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think she said doesn't that. care, obviously. But they're still huge fans. Yeah. Like, they're like, no, no, no. We love her though, even yeah. though she's killing the environment with all these private planes. We love her though. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I, I guess it's, I guess that's a good point. Where it's like you're like, mom, look, I'm not really. No, there was a moment where Donna Kelsey. Okay, hold on. Who was more excited though? Donna or Travis to have Taylor Swift? Oh, that's a good question. Donna, for sure. Is did it, you see, did you see the video? Wait, wait, wait. We don't know what happened after the game. Exactly. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, no, hey, we know Kelsey scored on Sunday. Yeah. But did he <laughs> score? I, I see. I, we know he scored. <laughs> we, we saw it. We saw the touchdown. He did. He did <laughs> score. He um, did touchdown. Do you know he was that outfit he was wearing was a. Uh, was a 1989 reference. It was a 1989. That's like the the. I got an email from a PR person who like does the the outfit company or whatever. They're like, it's a 1989. I'm like, that's fascinating. Uh, anyway, is that coordinated? My God. <laughs> yes. I don't really. How would you like to see me in that outfit? By the way. No. <laughs> I, I honestly don't want to see you in anything other than golf attire because you just constantly <laughs> look like. You're the type of guy that you walk into a golf club and you see and you're like, oh, there's Will. Well, you know, you know my. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's take a let's break. Take Friday, we'll we'll take a, let's take a break. We'll come back. I'll tell you my philosophy on 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 the clothes that I wear, and then we'll talk quickly about Thursday Night football next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. So my philosophy. Welcome back, Pixar Podcast. Dudes and Brady. I'm not a, I hate. Scary I can't. Movies. I hate movies. scary movies. For those that don't know, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines uh, now streaming on Paramount Plus, I believe, or, or streaming October six on Paramount Plus. Of course, you want Paramount Plus. Having said that, I won't be watching that movie. I don't. Ever. I don't do. I don't do scary <laughs> movies. I do. No. Neither of y'all do them either. Really? No. Like, I, I, it's I, not I realistic to me. I'm not going to find myself in any of those positions. I mean, I'll watch it to be a company man, but I'm telling you right now. I'm I, not being a company man. I'm not watching I won't be a company man. I'm not going to be in a cabin out in the middle of nowhere by myself. Yeah. I'm not like, taking walks in the middle of the night. Like, who does that? You know what my problem is, too? I get way too analytical yeah. with those movies so where I'll be I like, too. I'm like, this is where you die. Like yeah. this, this is the this is the first decision you made that was bad. Correct. You then had an opportunity here, but you made the wrong decision again. Now you yeah, now you're in this position where like you're at least losing a limb, but you may survive. And then there's like the fourth bad decision, they're dead. Like yeah, you can't exactly. right. It's like those old insurance commercials where they're like, let's go hide in the, the barn with the chainsaws hanging with from the, the ceiling. Like, what? Um, do you, you so the Why can't uh, we get in a running car? Do you, do you want to hear like a potential? This is like the uh, when I, I, you know, because of my 
incredible. Do you, do you want to hear a story or do you want to, do you want to talk about Thursday night football? Quickly. Could you both? We'll get to Thursday night. All right. I'll tell you. I'll tell, well, okay. I'll, first I'll tell you the story. So I was, I was at my parents' house. I can't remember like when this was, if I was living there, if I was just there for the weekend or whatever it was, they were out of town. They live on a farm, right? Dirt road, long dirt road, like third of like two thirds of a mile. And I, and this is like way back in the day when, uh, you know, you had like, you didn't, you didn't have streaming services. Okay. And I was watching 24 and I like ran out of like the, 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 the Netflix, I've gotten the Netflix disc and I was like, ran out, but I needed more 24. So I, I drive up to the blockbuster before they close to get the, the next disc. And I get the next disc and I'm driving back and I pull, there's a, I pull back and there's a car idling in the drive, like on the dirt road, like just sitting there with its lights on. I'm like, ah, uh, and it's a cop car. And I'm like, ah. Uh, and I pull on, I'm like, sir, what's going on? He goes, we got a 911 call from the house. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, dude, I left like 15 minutes ago. He's like, yeah, we just got a 911. We're responding to a 911 call that nobody picked up. It was just like, came from the house. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, well, would, would you mind like coming down and just like, you know, looking in the house? Uh, 100%. Okay, you go in first, buddy. Yeah. This sounds like so the we, beginning of a can, horror movie. Can you call somebody else so we have backup? Too? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, look. And so we get down there. We park in, like, as I mentioned, Black Dog Farm, right? Two big black dogs. They start barking. The cops like, no, nah, sorry, buddy. Uh, they, they think, he's <laughs> you know, like, this looks, this looks good to me. And I was like. What I ended up like, lo- I ended up like yeah, locking myself uh, like out of this porch. And, this, and of course, it's like a, it's like a glass porch. So it's like like I can see everything outside. I'm freaking out. I don't sleep the entire night like an idiot. I'm watching 24 like like intense. As it turns out, my 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 dad's fax machine down in his downstairs office has died, and the the like the some kind of power thing triggered it, and it called 911. So That's nothing funny. happened, but it was like. Felt like the beginning of a, of a horror movie. It was absolutely yeah, terrifying. Nah, gotta go. Yeah, plot twist. The cop is actually a serial killer, and now you're dead. <laughs> gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Gotta go. And, but to, you, to, Brady's, way, to Brady's point, you know who didn't make the right decisions? Me. Like, I should have left and gone and got a hotel. Lot, I'm to tell you. <laughs> yeah, what was I back to your, back to your uh, wardrobe real quick. Um, my, my comment to people, especially who play golf, is if you always wear golf attire, which does look somewhat professional and presentable, no one ever knows whether you will play it or not. So that's like the key to it. Is if you always wear golf attire, you can always get like a quick emergency night in or go play. That's and everyone's be like, what were you doing today? I was like, oh, I was at the office. They're like, yeah. were you? I'm like, yeah, I wear this all the time in the office. I'm wearing, I wear, I wear, when I, like, I wear golf I had shorts. I meeting. I, 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 I'm dressed, I, I currently dress, this is how I'm going to dress the rest of my life, as if I just played golf. I might be playing golf. Or if somebody asked me to play golf, I can go play golf with them. On a whim. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So I'm that guy so, in the office. Uh, Thursday night football, Lions, Packers. We'll get through this quickly. What? Um, well, I mean, I'll just put it this way. I make the pick. I think I laid the one and a half points with the uh, with the Lions. I believe they're favored by a point and a half. Yep. However, as soon as I, I make this pick at CBS Sports HQ on live air, Aaron Jones, Christian Washington expected to play. I was like, yep. yeah. of course. <laughs> Which you knew that was a possibility. Obviously, a divisional game. Even though it's on a short week, they've been out. So. Yeah. They'll have a shot, but the offensive line for Green Bay has been banged up. Offensive line for the Lions have been has yep. been banged up. It's really going to be interesting to see who which team plays. comes out, yeah. Yeah, who who plays, and and look, it, it should be a great matchup. I mean, these look to be the two top teams at least right now in the NFC North. Yeah, as I look at this, you talked about the offensive line for Green Bay being banged up, and it seems like you know they'll probably be without Bakhtiari or Jenkins again this week. Uh, Zach look, Tom was questionable as well. Yeah, exactly. So, it, but if you look at the Detroit Lions offensive line. 
according to their coach. Seems like Taylor Decker's, Decker. yeah, Decker's potentially going to play this I think week. Vitai was on that yeah, as well. Vitai is on it, so he might still be out. The, the crazy thing is, Matt Nelson, the backup to Decker, was hurt too. So they moved. Skipper, Dan Skipper was questionable too. Yeah, they moved Panay Sewell over to the left last week, and they moved, <laughs> you know, uh, Matt Nelson over to right. Now he's going to be out this game. So right. if Decker isn't playing, you're talking about, you know, uh, I think Colby Salsdale, who they took, I think, in the fourth or fifth round, a rookie playing at a, a right tackle this week. So if Decker comes back, it's, you know, the Detroit Lions have one of the best offensive lines in football. Even if Vitae doesn't play, I think they'll be all right. Um, I'm leaning toward Detroit in the one and a half like you just Ooh, because. Right. feel uh, better now. Yeah, David Montgomery supposedly could be coming back this week as well. So nice one-two punch with him and Gibbs in the backfield. And I just, Ben Johnson, man. I mean, what he's been able to do with Jared Goff as far as we talked about teams that motion and, and make an easy picture for the quarterback. He's one of the top in the league yeah. at doing it. And we worried about C.J. Garner Johnson being out. But Brian Branch, I just finished watching their film again. He is a he's dog. Stuck. Oh, he's my stuck. God. The way he's able to move from safety to nickel and back and forth, they didn't lose much. And, yeah. and that's and that's saying a lot because C.J. Garner Johnson is a hell of a player. They didn't lose much with Brian Branch coming in. And I questioned that pick when they made it because <clears throat> I felt like him and Branch are similar Same players. Player. But I get it. You only signed C.J. Garner Johnson to a one-year deal. It's a good thing they have Brian Branch. He's playing on a Pro Bowl level right now. So uh, we know that Aiden Hutchinson can get after the quarterback. It was, I think, NFC defensive player of the week this week. So if it's a banged-up offensive line, I mean, the Detroit Lions had seven sacks last week. So yeah. it could be a long day for the Green Bay Packers. Really love what I've seen from Jordan Love. I think execution in the first half kind of got to them last week. Two fourth down calls. They got stopped. was bad execution on them. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I do like the Detroit Lions and how they play. Um, slipped up versus Seattle Seahawks. The defense didn't show up that game. I like them on the road at Green Bay. Give me the one and a half. If the Lions can run the ball, I think they'll win. I think I agree with you. It's going to be a really close game, divisional game on a Thursday night, short week. Like, It'll be, it, uh, Devontae Campbell's banged up. That's yeah. been the, to your point, that's been the Achilles heel of the Green Bay Packers for Hell, a while now. Yeah. yeah. If because like you look at Jared Goff's splits, and it's not like outrageous, but he's like sixty-seven percent completions indoor in a dome, um, sixty-two percent outdoors. The interceptions are up, the passer ratings down. Like he just a little bit, you know, California guy, a little bit better in indoors. I think no. I don't know. I'm just saying you're you're the one throwing the label out there. <laughs> Trust that man can't play in cold weather. He's soft. He's Kelly boy. Soft. Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, this is like Derek Carr. You know, uh, I look, I just think that I would. I'm going to lean towards the Packers, but I think it'll be really, really Ooh. close. And I, it, it's probably going to come down to a field goal, and that's how probably. most info games come down to it. All right, well, that would do it for us. Oh, sorry, well, go ahead. Before we go, I know we got to get up out of here, but no, we no, talked no. about the offensive lines on both sides. Sean Gary's coming on. Three sacks last week. Now, they yeah. haven't made him a full-time starter. He's more of a sub-rusher. Right. I wonder because he's built up that strength in the He was ACL. on the injury report, too. Yeah, or he's coming off the knee yeah. injury. So they've kind of gave him – like they've, they've kind of tailored back some of his reps. Um, he hasn't started in base at all. He's been just a sub-rusher. I wonder if he feels more comfortable enough where it's a short week. You would think they'd probably keep the same plan. But if he's able to play more first and second down, that gives the Green Bay you know, Packers a, a big boost there too. All right. Love it. Tuesdays with Brady. That'll do it for us. For dudes, for Brady. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Leave us a like on the YouTube page. Beautiful. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> and if you're – that's right. Yeah, that's your, is that your favorite Taylor Swift song? Yeah, you love it. You love T-Swift. Don't that act like you don't. If you're listening to an <laughs> audio version, hit us with that five-star review. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys later.